We kind of set the table for you here in the, in the first half hour. Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com will uh, will join us now. Travis, how many hours of World Cup watching have you have you gotten in so far? Many. Many. Yeah. How, how many though? Uh, let's see. I think I've missed two games. You've missed, missed two games. Two. Uh, let's see. One, two, three. Well, okay. Well, but like, okay. So like uh, on Saturday when I was driving to uh, St. Joseph's there for the big championship games. I was listening to Argentina and Iceland on the radio. So hold, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold yeah. on a second. Let's 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 just let's just let's just take it. Let's just take a take quick pause here. Yet. Let's 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 run this back a second. Okay. Now okay. I I remember I want to yeah. say 2010 ish. Yeah. Right. 2010. Yeah. I remember yeah. listening to some of the World Cup games. I remember listening to the USA games on on like SiriusXM or something like that. Right. You know, yeah. and, and listen yeah. to those. So you were you were listening to what was it again? Iceland and who? Argentina. Iceland and Ar- So Iceland has a better soccer team than America. They do, yeah. As yeah. does Argentina. Yeah. Yeah, Argentina definitely. That doesn't that 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 just hurts actually. I, and I just can't believe you're listening on the radio and that's how fired up you were about it. But that you know what? To, to each their is soccer. Do you, do you think? You know, for years, people, we, we talked about this earlier, yeah. um, and I wasn't really originally going to talk about this, but I figured I'd ask you, because you're, you're totally on the other side of the coin, and I can appreciate uh, yeah. that, so, yeah. and I respect that about you. Thank you. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. what, um, if soccer ever becomes, is soccer, do you consider soccer mainstream now? Like, is it a big four, or is it like a niche sport, like, almost like, uh, like, uh, Hockey, baseball. Would you consider those like that? Do you think it's on their level? Do you think it's towards basketball? What do you, what do you think? I think it's on the, it's on the level of hockey. I think I think that's what we've gotten to, and I, I don't think that's bad. I mean, I, I think it's, it's. I mean, we consider hockey one of the the big four, right? Right. So, but 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 realistically, hockey is not on mainstream sports fans' consciousness most of the time. Not, uh, not typical. Unless someone hits you in the regional, in the head with a stick, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very regionalized sport. It, hockey's popular where we, you know, you have traditions of hockey. It, um, you know, you look at it, like take Nashville for example, or Vegas even this year. It'll be interesting to see what the long term um, interest in the game is. I mean, those teams are very good and they're in non traditional markets. But really, hockey's only popular where you have it. It's just that's the way it is, right? You know, that sort of that northern bridge of the United States, you know, through the Midwest, the Dakotas and Minnesota and Michigan. I mean, that's where hockey is popular in, in the Northeast because we have a tradition of it. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I think hockey, I think soccer is an interesting question. I mean, it's on par with, it used to be you had a hard time finding anybody to talk about soccer with. Now, I don't have to look very far. You can have conversations with people about the World Cup without being like, oh, my word. I mean, I feel like I'm shouting at myself most of the time. But, <laughs> you know, if I am in one of those moods where I'm like, okay, I can tolerate people today, you can have soccer conversations now. You couldn't do that a decade ago. No, that's a good so point. It's, it's, it's grown. But, uh, you know, I think the, what's unfair is people, I think, if, you know, the American sports public, they snicker at growth, like, well, it's not the NFL. What, what the heck is? I mean, what is? Nobody, uh, you know, that it for whatever for a million reasons. The NFL is 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 national consciousness, and um, pun intended. And I think it's 
you know, I, but but baseball's not really on that level, obviously, and and hockey and soccer certainly aren't. But I don't think they're ever going to be. I, I think that's okay. That, so it's, you, you're you're totally cool. It, like if it stays on the same level as hockey, like you're totally cool with that. Yeah, I mean, I can't really ask. Can you really ask for much more than that? Like it's funny. I said to uh, I said to somebody last night walking out of the office, nine thirty last night or whatever. Um, somebody made the joke about, oh, did the U.S. even qualify? Or was the U.S. playing? I said, okay, for two days, I gave ever, I entertained all of those snarky little comments about the U.S. And now I'm over it. If that's what, if that's your take on it, good for you. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to beat my head against the wall trying to argue with you. It's all right. I get it. I'm, I'm just honestly, Travis. It's not. It's it's not that it's my take. It's just that I'm a terrible person. Well, it's not just you. I mean, let's be honest. It's not just you. Yeah, but you. That, but you also understand that I'm just. That's who I am. Like I'm just going to make. I'm yeah, going to make that comment sarcastically and flippantly, because that's what the people that we don't like are actually doing. Right. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, you and I are on the same wavelength when it comes to our cynicism sometimes and our in that sarcastic nature. I totally get it. With you. I'm totally comfortable with that. All right. Good. All right. Next question for you. Yes. Yeah. Next question for you. If the New York Giants run a local radio station each week, would you listen to those games while you were out and about? Uh, yeah, if I was out and about, absolutely. Okay, yeah. all right. Just wanted to double-check yeah. on that as well. Because yeah. I, yeah. I do know that there are New York Giants fans in the state of Maine. Correct, yeah. Now, I, you know, it's funny, though. Like, I've said this before, and I, I'm, I, I've probably said it to you. I'm not the guy that rearranges my Sundays around football. Well, no, because you've I'm got too much football. racing going on. You know, there's yeah, other I'm things going on. on. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, if I'm home and it's four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and the Giants are on, I'm probably gonna watch the game. But as soon as they're down by you know three touchdowns in the first half, I'm turning that game off. I'm not that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't need to be angry about anything else in my life. So you haven't have watched them much lately, then? No, I've not watched much lately. I've not watched much lately. Oh man, that's that's good. That's good. All right, just the next question for you. Thank you. All right, all right. I feel like I'm in a rapid fire round. I know. Speaking speak. <laughs> He's on fire this morning. I am on fire this morning. Um, I love it. Speaking about hockey, John Tavares, this generation's LeBron James for the National Hockey League or just the best player in the free agent market this year? Stop it. Just the best free agent player on the market this year. Okay. That's, that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's it. I, I think he's very good. I think if I'm a team in position to sign him, uh, I think... It's not uh, maybe the best way to explain it to me. For me, is he's not a no-brainer for any team in the league. Like whatever it takes to get that guy, we got to have him. I, I don't think so. If you're the Bruins, for example, do you do you completely break your financial structure to get him? I, I don't know if I would, to be honest. I mean, I would love to have him, but you know, am I giving him the biggest contract on the team? And am I giving him eight, ten years? Eh, probably not. So where do you where, where does he fit now? San Jose just traded Mike Hoffman. I, I'm not sure how many times Mike Hoffman has been traded in the last oh, couple man. of weeks. Got to be a lot, yeah. <laughs> but I feel I feel like he's 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 not. He's, he's, moving, he's moving out of a suitcase. Well, right? I mean, his his girlfriend or whatever was the one who just got like cyberbully. So, well, yeah, she was the cyber. She was supposedly the cyberbully. They deny that she was a cyberbully. I don't know how this whole thing works. I don't. I don't know what. I don't. I do not know what what uh, details they have, or what proof they have, or what IP addresses. I. I have no idea. Okay. I'm sure we'll let people get to the bottom of that. 
That guy's been traded three times in the last couple months, but that, that clears up some space for the Sharks. And I keep seeing San Jose's, San Jose, John Tavares in San Jose. That'd be a nice fit. You think so? Do, do, but is he marketable out there? I mean, will he do anything, or will he just be like Joe Thornton? Like, he'll have a great career out there, but you'll only hear about him during the playoffs. Well, that's what I was going to say, though. I mean, yeah, you're, you're comparing him. Like, their last, what, their two biggest super, well, okay, Hurdles is pretty good. I mean, he's a great player. But they're, but they're most, their quote-unquote faces of the franchise have been, like, Patrick Marlowe and Joe Thornton. So are they really looking for a guy that's, like, you know, going to connect with the next generation? I don't think so, but that's a good fit. I mean, Joe's a, Joe's old, and um, I, I could see him going there. I could see him going there. Not a lot of pressure. Hmm. Yeah, now, now I, I, I also remember hearing all the stuff about Tavares, and he'd be a dream for the Canadians. That's a no, right? That's not happening now, ever, probably. Uh, I, probably not. That's a no. Okay. Question mark? Yeah. Soft okay. no. Soft, Soft no. no. Okay. Yeah. No. So they are the. Because I kind of look at the Canadians like I look at the Lakers. They're desperately trying to do something to get back to relevance oh, yes. soon. Yes, yes. They still believe that they're like one player away. And you look at that team and you think, you're a lot more than one player away. You need a... They... <laughs> you can't do it in Montreal, but for... they've got to be patient somehow and find a way to... Uh, I'm not... I will never, ever, ever hold the Bruins up as a model organization in the NHL and the way they manage things. But... Um, you know, when they fired Julian and they uh, decided, hey, we're going to play a lot of young kids and we're going to see what happens, they, they stuck with that. And, you know, this year was better than it should have been. You know, if you went, if you rewind 12 months, I don't think anybody thought the Bruins were going to be as good as they were last year. But credit to them, they let those young kids take their lumps and they let them play and they built a little chemistry and found a little momentum and... Uh, I mean, they still have Harry Price in goal, so it shouldn't be, you know, it's, he's going to cover up mistakes. So I think you can live with that. I, I, that's what they've got to do. They've got to commit to a couple of years of, look, it might not be perfect all the time, but if we can get some young kids in here and get some fresh blood and find some contracts that are manageable and then complement it with the right free agents, not just the splashy ones, um, you know, it's not a lost cause, but they just they seem like it's a great analogy. They you do feel like the Lakers a little bit. Like, they just want to make a splash, and they just feel like they're one move away. Is, is, not. is there a French-Canadian version of LeVar Ball, though? Mm, oh, I'm sure there is. I mean, we've all seen the stories of uh, hockey parents and fights outside of rinks. <laughs> so there's got to be. I mean, we just, just on weekends, for God's sakes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we just got to find him. Just got to find him. All right. That's yeah. good. All right. Uh, a question here from Matt and Paul in Springs. Uh, if LeBron James becomes a Nick, does he have to release a a, 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 a mixtape with James Dolan? Is that how that goes? Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. I figured there'd be... To me. I'm thinking music video and... Yeah. <laughs> and the odds of that all happening are, as Dean Wormer would say, 0. 0.0. What's, the, what's today's date? Today what's is June 19th. Okay. And, I'm all, and so I'm already sick of the... Uh, 14 times a day, there's another Twitter headline with the latest LeBron James free agency rumor. Latest rumor, yes. Well, and this is the kicker, Travis, okay, because the NBA drafts tomorrow night, so be prepared to hear about LeBron pretty much all of tomorrow night, okay? Okay. Because, well, excuse me, uh, Thursday night, Thursday. pardon me, today's Tuesday. I'm trying to, I'm once again. the 19th, I'm totally confused. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, yeah. Okay, so here we are, okay, draft is on Thursday. 
So they'll talk about that the whole time. And the draft is usually like when some players will get traded and then we're still you're still 10 days away from him having to decide whether he's going to opt in with the Cavaliers for another year or opt in so that he can be traded to a team he wants to go to or July 1st he just becomes a free agent. So we're you still got 10 days of this and the kicker is you're going to have the draft in the middle. So here's what you need to get ready for, okay? Wang, I know you're ready for this too. How did this draft affect Team X's ability to land LeBron? Does this team feel like they are now in the prime place to land LeBron? Like this is this is how it's going to be. Now, what's the hockey equivalent to this? Like if Sidney Crosby left, would that be the hockey equivalent to this? Oh, man. Is, does hockey, hockey have one? No, they don't. Well, they don't look at it that way. No, it's so much more of a team game that they don't yeah. look at it that way. Yeah, I think it's true. I need to go back to the Tavares question, right? Like it's it's all about fit. Does he fit? And LeBron, the NBA is so different, right? It's like it's, to me, very, very, very casual observer of professional basketball. I just feel like. They don't give a lot of consideration to what position do you play, where are you best. It's just, if we can get all the best players, we'll just figure out where they're all going to stand. It's not going to matter. I just, ah, oh, no, there is no equivalent to it. There is no equivalent to no, it. No, it's a star-driven league. There's no question about that. Totally yeah. is. And, and, in uh, a lot of ways, right? In marketing, but also in how they're allowed to pull their own strings behind the scenes. But hockey, the players don't have anywhere near that much leverage. The, the, the salary cap. And the way that's organized is a huge part of that. You know, you can't, there's no exceptions. There's no, you know, max, you know, there's just none of that. It's like, here's your cap, figure it out. Um, so, yeah, the players will never have that much leverage at the NHL. Never, ever. Never, ever? No, never. No, never. Book it. Book, book it. it. Okay. That'll hey, the owner sat out a year to get that kind of control. That's all right. Now, you you excited yeah. about the uh, the Red Sox Minnesota tonight? You're going to, are you, uh. Are you are you gonna make up some uh, some southern comfort and, and and hang out and watch a game tonight or what's what's the plan? I'm trying I'm trying to gauge the excitement of Red Sox Nation right now and right now I've I've got if it was a scale of one to ten, you know, with one being like um, uh, Joe Sambito signing autographs down at the Auburn Mall mm-hmm. to number ten, uh, Pedro Martinez is gonna come to your birthday party. Right now, I've probably got it between a two or a three with this team, yeah. and that to me would be um, uh, Bill Buckner uh, calls and leaves you a voicemail. Like that's yeah. that's kind of where we're at right I, now. I just feel like it's first of all, I'm extremely nervous about the this next uh, you know whatever it is, twelve or fifteen games that they have. Um, like you're gonna. It said, it said, is it because it said, they're playing actual teams? Yeah, but but they're playing them back to back to back. Look, it, that's the way the MLB is, right? There's only a handful of good teams, so when you're playing them all like right in a row, it's like, uh oh. But let's be honest. Once you get through it, God, my dad is the best. Because my dad said, I'm, I said to him on Sunday, yeah, I'm just a little nervous. And he said, Look, don't worry about it. The Yankees are going to play the same team. So we're all going to come out. It's all going to come on the watch. And I think why the excitement level is so muted right now is. And I'm not saying that the Red Sox were the best team in the history of the universe, but they won the last two division titles, they went to the playoffs, and they just completely fell on their faces. So you guys, it's a little bit of a show-me approach. Like, I don't really care. Let's just get to October, and let's see if, if we really are a different team. 
or if we're just the same team with a slightly different application of makeup on it. Yeah, you know what? I think I think that makes sense. Is that how you feel about it, Wing? Like with this team, like you know that this year, you know they're making the playoffs, you, unless yes. there is some yeah. unbelievable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. crazy wild collapse. I, I mean, just multiple chicken and beer incidents. Okay. Yep. They're they're in the playoffs one way or the other by default. Yes, I, I go back to we we I've been spoiled by the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The Patriots are going to the Super Bowl fifty percent of the time, and so isn't everybody else. And when they don't, when it's one hundred and sixty-two games and you hang around and hang around, and then they blow it at the end, it's frustrating. But I mean, am I going to watch? Sure. Not going to watch every game. Do, do you think people are are? God, this is going to sound like an odd question. Do you think people are worse Red Sox fans now since two thousand four? Yes. Yeah. 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 They're now. They are. Yeah. Like well, I feel like they'd be a little more diehard and a little more. You know who else has lost their edge? Cubs fans. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. They're not lovable losers anymore. No, they're not. I I, I feel like they. I feel like both. For, like. They've kind of lost the edge on that a little bit. Like when you when you make that transition from haven't won it in a long time to okay, we've won it now we need to win more. Uh, fan bases yeah. just don't know how to react to that. Sure, they just yeah. don't understand. I, I think too, and Coach God, you hit it right on the you hit it around the head. It's one of the things that really bothers me. So bear with me on this one. Is the idea that because of the Patriots' success. And God knows, I know these people. I've talked to these people about the Red Sox. And it's like, it's like uh, against Seattle the other night. They blow the lead. The bullpen blows the lead. You go, oh, my God. And everybody's like, everything's got to change. This is unbelievable. And I go, hold on. This is not the NFL. This is not 16 games, and you go 14-2, and two, and you have one stinker on your schedule, and you get beat by one good team in prime time on the road. It's baseball. For crying out loud, the best teams. How many games a year do you lose? 65 games a year? But calm down. Don't give me a football approach to baseball. Relax. Let it mellow a little bit. But that's how it used to be, right? I mean, I remember. I remember you could turn it on in in two thousand from two thousand and one to two thousand three. Even though those two thousand and one and two thousand two Red Sox teams were kind of trashy. Okay, they weren't yep. that great. Yep. People still listened and then would call in to your local sports talk morning show or even the national sports talk shows during that time and complain about the Red Sox if they were from Boston. That's all they did all summer. It ran everything. There was no attention paid to the Celtics. There was no attention paid to the Bruins. There was no attention paid to the Patriots. Right. No one cared what Tom Brady was doing back in 2001, 2, and 3. Even after they won the Super Bowl, they're like, oh, this is cute. You know? like Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like there was some uh, level of excellence that the 2001 Patriots forced ever, forced everybody into. You know what I mean? It was kind of one of those things like, oh, wow, we won it. And then they won it again in 2003, and that's when I think everybody's like, ooh, oh, well, now we've got to, you know, now we got to change it up. You know? It's just, the fan bases are so much different now. The Boston fan bases have evolved, and... There's so many Boston fans now that, you know, I'm not sure. What, did, did you go to school around here? Did you grow up around here, Travis? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Now, where did yeah. you go to school? Mesolonsky, that area? No, no. I went to Marannacook. Oh, yeah. You I went know, to Marannacook. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. When you went to Marannacook, and you're about uh-huh. my age, right? Yeah. Okay. How, bald, yeah. how many of your friends wore Patriots gear, Celtics gear, 
or Bruins gear. Hell, even Red Sox gear to school. Yeah. Oof. That's a good one. That's a good question. Well, am I breaking it down by what they have? Well, I mean, you can you can go through because I can no, I can Miranda I can freaking list off the names of teams right now of gear and fans and teams. And now, when I'm friends with them on Facebook, I'm like, now you're rooting for the Patriots every Sunday. This is yeah. This yeah. is peculiar because growing up, yeah. you were a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, or yeah, cow- you were a Cowboys fan. Oh, weren't you a Cowboys yeah. fan? Yeah. Or Philadelphia yeah. Eagles because you really liked Randall Cunningham. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 you had your your occasional um. What was the other one? Um, you know, it was weird. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I was the only kid growing up that liked the 49ers and the Patriots. I've, I've always remained pretty consistent, you know? Yeah. Th- those are my teams. And I don't remember a bunch of 49ers fans from back then. No. I don't remember yeah, a bunch of pa- – I remember, like, three or four Patriots fans back then. That's that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Nobody admitted it. I rem- It's funny uh, for you to say that because we had family friends. They've gone to, they, we, the kids were all – we were all the same age, all of, all of us as kids then. And their parents had grown up together, and their family had since relocated all the way to Fort Kent. I remember going to visit, and uh, the boys' rooms were just decked out in San Francisco 49ers stuff. And of course, it was at the height of the 49ers, but they were into the 49ers. Like, that was who they watched. Because in Fort Kent, Maine, it was the San Francisco 49ers. It was not the Patriots. Nobody talked about the Patriots. It's true. Good call. Yeah, totally. Small. I mean, the only reason I became a, a 49ers fan is because my mom, who hated sports, still does. Um, just was like, because uh, I, I, when I got into sports, I got into it at like eight years old, and I was like obsessed. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would just watch everything. So right. when the Patriots game would end at one o'clock, and there'd be a double header on, you know, I'm getting ready to watch a second game. Man, yeah. my mom's like, I don't, I don't think you need to watch anymore. I'm like, what are you? What are you t- <laughs> We talk about him. I'm, I'm, I'm watching my second favorite team. Oh, really? Mom. Who's who's that? She goes. And I look up at the screen, and the 49ers are on, and they're wearing the red uniforms. I'm like, oh, the San Francisco 49ers. I really like Joe Montana. Oh, and that was it. And that just kind of uh, stuck from there, you know. That's so awesome. That yeah. it just it just it just stuck from there, and and you know, and still one of my favorite teams ever was the '94 49ers because they beat the Cowboys. Because there was no team I hated more than those Anybody Dallas Cowboys teams. Cowboys. Oh, those were just thing. the most. Just, I, I honestly Amen. think that those that those three Cowboys teams actually ruined pro sports for three years, killed it. Between them yeah. and Deion Sanders having MC Hammer hang out on the sidelines, like yeah. that to me, like was not was not a good time. I, I don't think How it was a good Cowboys? time. Yeah. Oh. Awful. There is is Awful. there any more obnoxious thing like no. when someone says that. Are you like I, I am immediately like oh, oh I'm oh, done with you yeah like, oh, I can't oh. take anything you say seriously any longer like so I true. you know like oh. no we're good no yeah. no God that's great yeah that's all they're awful yeah they're awful and unrootable and is that a, it's not a word but it, you know what I mean it should be it should they're be brutal now um did what was the official time on the baseball game that you covered the other day because I know we were at, what an hour and sixteen minutes for the softball yeah. game. One so, hour and twenty minutes. One, one hour and twenty minutes, minutes for the baseball yeah. game, huh? Yes. Yeah, it was great. Well, it was a two-one game. They must have known you were going to be there, right? Uh, they, well, they got the memo, right? Like, we got early deadlines Saturday night. That know, was, we had to have this. So, yeah, it done. Great. It was wrap it up, yeah, folks. Yeah, so, so uh, do a doubleheader. That's the way to do it. So both, yeah, so both Madison softball and Halldale baseball brought home brought home state titles. So that means you get to write the, you know, the glowing pieces about how they won state titles. 
Already did, man. Did it yesterday. It's in today's paper. Done. Well, I, I know. I read about them, but yeah. I, I already read them. I'm like, that, that's a good thing. Like, you had a good thing there about the Madison pitcher. I was surprised when Guegas got up 3 nothing in that one. I'm like, oh, no. This is not yeah. This is yeah. not what we're looking for. Well, you know what's funny, too, is you don't expect the team that's been there before and done it to completely crumble in the first inning under the pressure, you know, um, which is sort of weird. But I think the flip side of that equation is they've been there before and done it enough to know, like, look, this is not over. This is not the end of the world. Um, and I, I think a couple of the players said something to the effect of, when you score 15 runs in your regional final, you don't really feel like, ah, we're not going to be able to score today. <laughs> so, yeah, you're feeling all right. I did it. It was good. And I think what was so funny about that game in such a weird way was Nair Gagat scores, you know, right off the bat, the three runs in the top of the first, and I think it was uh, the second inning that Madison got five runs, and that that was it, really. I mean, they tacked on a run in the sixth or whatever, but that was like, yeah, we're going to get them all at once here, which if you go back to their regional final on, you know, earlier in the week, they scored seven runs in one inning and eight runs in another inning, and that's how they got their 15. So kind of crazy how you can uh, – score runs in bunches like that. But that's a very softball thing, you know? Yes. Once you start wreaking havoc, and I think I heard you say it, yeah. you know, standing over your shoulder on the broadcast about, like, a three-run lead in softball is not as big as you think it is because it can, when it starts to go, it can go really quickly. Hey, like, ask, in the blink. ask Oxford Hills how that goes. You're down one to nothing going into the sixth inning, and then you get mercy ruled. You don't even get another chance at bat. I mean, yeah. think, think about how that changes things. You go into the bottom of the sixth inning, you're like, all right, we got three more outs and we have to score one run in the seventh to tie this thing up or two runs you know, to take the lead. Yeah. And then you never get back up to bat because you give yeah. up 11 runs because bleeder, 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 and then it turns into line drive hell. Pow, pow, yeah. pow. Yeah, pow. Can't do anything about it. And I think, too, with, with softball, um, it's, such, it's a game where... Uh, you know, we, we always, the, the joke is always, you just, you just need one good pitcher. But the reality is, uh, you're, you don't have a staff in softball. Your second pitcher is nowhere, near, with very few exceptions. Your, your number two is nowhere near on the level as your number one. So by the time you decide, maybe I got to make that change as a coach, you're almost in your head conceding. Like, yeah, it, it could go, it could get even worse. If we go to, you know, if we go to, quote unquote, the bullpen, right? If we if we bring somebody else in, it could get much worse, and that's kind of in your head what you got to ride. Whereas I think in baseball, you can, you know, you change pitchers even if you're not as good. You're still, you know, well, it's a different look. Maybe he's a lefty. Maybe he throws some different stuff. Just something to break up their moment. I feel like in softball, there's no, you know, I know they that they. They throw a variety of pitches and spins, and all, but I don't think it matters. Not like in baseball. If you're making a change, you're in trouble. You're, you're in deep trouble. The thing in softball is they, they turn the pitches over so quickly. In other words, they get the ball, boom, pitch. Get the boom, ball, boom, boom, boom pitch. Boom. Once they yeah. once it starts going downhill, my wife said she coached softball. You got to go out and replace the right fielder. You got to you got to do something because do something. Yeah. it just happens so fast. And like you so say. Fast. Two hits and down, all of a sudden they get four runs. Yeah, well, I, and I think too. You know, if we're comparing baseball and softball, um, you know, that Hallville baseball game, it was two to one. Um, I think at that point he uh, Lockhart had retired. 
somewhere in the ballpark of nine or ten in a row, wow. somewhere in there. And uh, so the little two-out error, you know, a shortstop goes right through his, right through Bill Buck, you know, the Bill Buckner-looking thing, right, just routine ground ball right through the legs. So they get a runner on first with two outs. In a softball game, you're thinking, okay, they're going to steal. They're going to try a slap on play. They're going to do whatever they can to get people moving around. And that run, that run has a 50% chance of coming home. In that baseball game, you thought, man, two outs, that's pretty harmless. You've got a long way to go still to go from first to home. You know, you need, you need a few things to, to go right. And I think that's the biggest difference is I don't think any lead. When you get in, in the playoffs, good teams uh, in softball, there's very few leads that are safe until, like you said, mercy roll, we're out of here. Okay. Because it can just go so fast. Just take the take matters into your own hands, you mercy rule it, and you move on. You know? Move on, man. <laughs> That's the way to go. Just go out. If you go out every inning and say, we're going to score 12 runs this inning, you know, right? You're not going to lose. Yeah, it's true. That's, that's what I look at. Now, how are you going to watch a lot of the NBA draft on Thursday night or a whole lot of it? Oh, boy. Boy, those are two tough options. I'm going to go with uh, see none of it. None of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so you're not you're not going to do anything with the NBA draft. No, okay. He's watching the World Cup. What are you talking you about? You are going to be, be watching, watching the World replays. Cup, though. Yeah, I'll be watching replays. I'll be breaking down film. Um, okay. I got my Mosulah jersey on today. I'm ready for Egypt's second game. It'll be a big one. Gotta be, they gotta have it, you know. You gotta have all three points today. Yeah. So who who is actually in charge in the in that? Like, is it is it like Germany typically? Like normally, I just go default Germany or Italy. And here we go. Italy's not even in it. I know, right, but you can't do. I, that's what I'm saying. Italy's not in it. So. Well, I think okay. If you really want my opinion, I do. Um, I I I still think Belgium is really 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 good, and I think they're going to be tough to beat. Um, uh, okay, so here's my big take on the World Cup. Can I ask you? I, d- I need to ask you one question before you move yeah. on from that. Yeah, yeah. Is right. Belgium's team nicknamed the Waffles? Uh, no, but it should be. It is now. I mean, that would be. Yeah. Can that you imagine if they had like, like that? Would be like the perfect minor league baseball team, the Belgian no Waffles. waffles. Yeah, Belgian Waffles. I like that. I, I think like so like Mexico beat Germany um, Sunday in the opener for both teams, right? Right. But so right now, getting ready to kick off is the final game. Of the first round of the group stages, right? So then the Saperdoos game is Egypt and Russia. They both already played. I, this is where the tournament, to me, gets interesting. All those fun upsets and 1-1 draws and, you know, how did Iceland do it? Now you find out about fatigue and depth and uh, the ability to change tactics. To reach, this is where the tournament gets really good now. Now we're getting into the good stuff. So, yeah, Germany's still good. Even though they lost, Germany's got, I, nobody wants to play Germany. But it looks like they might end up playing Brazil in the first round of the knockout, so that should be good, you know, if you're into that. If you're into that Which sort you, of thing, right? You obviously are, yeah. I mean, you'll be glued to it. Oh, you know me. I'm going to be all I'm gonna be all over that. Uh, loose wheels, can we expect a podcast at some point? or? Yeah, yeah, we're going to break down World Cup group stages on the auto racing podcast. No, I didn't, yeah, think, yeah. I didn't think you were going to do that so much. Uh, the uh, new episodes usually drop on Wednesday evening, sometimes Thursday morning, uh, as we track people down, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna catch up with Dave Farrington Jr. here uh, right after I get off the phone with you. So, ah, we're always working, man. We're always working. Good. That's uh, yeah. That's good. All right. Well, Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. You can find him there. You can find him on Twitter at tbarrettgwc. Of course, you can get the uh, Loose Wheels podcast, centralmain.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. He joins us each and every Tuesday. We do therapy, and we always feel better afterwards. Absolutely. Right? 
I always feel better afterwards. I know. That's yeah. the truth. The old men yelling at clouds. We <laughs> talk to you next week, my friend. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. Yeah. That's Travis Barrett from CenterMain.com. We'll take a break. we got another hour of the B-List on the way. Don't move.